0: Welcome to Grass-Fed and Grace-Led Podcast, I'm Maddie Rose, and today I'm sharing a little bit about my journey into homeschooling. So I have two boys, they are 11 and 13, and we have been homeschooling now for about three plus years. Now if you're paying attention, you probably realize that that is about the amount of time that it's been since COVID happened and everything shut down so I am one of the infamous COVID homeschoolers um, you know and I'm grateful to be that and you know it's something that I didn't really expect when I started homeschooling but uh, it is the reality and that is that I have grieved a little bit about the fact that I didn't homeschool from the very beginning And, you know, I'm thankful for the fact that my kids had some great teachers and good schools in their early elementary years, but it is something that if I were to do it all over again, I definitely would have homeschooled them from the beginning. Number one, I just love having that extra time with my kids. You know, it's something that when my kids were in school that I really struggled with, feeling guilty that they were gone, and gone for long periods of time, you know, I could handle maybe a couple hours here and there. But as a mom, I did really struggle with uh, the fact that they were gone for a good portion of the day. And um, that is one of the reasons, but not the only reason that I love homeschooling. So yeah, we got started during COVID and honestly, in the providence of God, He really got my heart kind of in the right place before all that happened to start questioning really the methods of schooling that my boys were under. Uh, During that year, I was in my, I believe, third year of graduate work, uh, working towards my speech pathology degree. And I was trying to become a speech uh, therapist. The following school year, I would have been in clinicals. And um, you know, during that time, it was, a, it was a number of different things. Of course, I was still struggling with the guilt about my kids being gone all day, especially when we moved to Louisiana. I felt like they were gone, like, the majority of our day. Um, just where we were before, I don't know if the school day was shorter, or maybe just because the schools were smaller, they didn't have to leave as early and get home as late because of drop-off and pickup lanes and all that. I don't really know. But I do know that it really felt like a very long time, And on top of that, I was struggling with, um, you know, some of the things that I had realized in my own education. I had to retake some of my science courses um, because it had been a while since I had finished my first degree. And I was encountering uh, fresh off the press, as it were, uh, high schoolers that were now freshmen in college um, taking biology and things like that. And, you know, our professor engaged uh, creation versus evolution and really kind of presented a lot of um, logical fallacies to kind of prove her point and make the assertions that she did. And I saw right through them, but they did not. And they were not well-discipled at all. There was almost no discipleship evident in these kids' lives. And I really kind of had to bat for them and encourage them, but uh, it was an uphill battle for sure. And that kind of opened my eyes to, you know, the importance of discipleship and discipling our own children, we realized that we were not discipling our children as well. We were not discipled well to disciple our children, if that makes sense. You know, we were not taught that, you know, at church uh, in a really um, clear way, I guess I would say. There's not a lot of instruction out there and uh, methodology, I guess you could say, for how to disciple your children at home, why you should disciple your children at home. You know, you get the kind of idea, you talk about faith, you pray together, you read Bible stories occasionally, but, you know, the majority of evangelicals, in my experience, a lot of our time, you know, thinking that we're discipling our children is basically taking them to church on Sunday and maybe Wednesdays for youth group, and that was something that was, you know, the situation for us as well. We were just not doing a good job of discipling our children. So we really got, um, you know, turned on to the importance of discipleship and really going deeper ourselves into the scriptures, you know, God was really moving um, in my husband and my life in terms of uh, spiritual growth and growth and knowledge of the scriptures and the gospel and getting a firmer grip on that ourselves and wanting to impart that on our children and also, you know, this wake-up call in my biology course, and that kind of opened a whole world of creation apologetics that I was involved in, and I, you know, just really was awakened to a lot of the things that were being um, taught and perpetuated at earlier ages um, in the school system, and that really Uh, surprised me, and it worried me, and I started really praying about a lot of that. And not long after that had started, um, COVID kind of hit, and then eventually our school shut down, and then it kind of went through spring break, and before you know it, they didn't come back to school at all. And it was during that time that I really had to pray and seek the Lord, and what His will for Our life was, you know, I was really struggling with the fact that I had already done all this work to work on my graduate degree and I wanted to finish that, but at the same time, you know, uh, my kids are a priority and their education is a priority and their spiritual, you know, life is a priority and um, I felt like if I continued in my schooling that my kids would really be the ones paying the price And we considered private school, but it's really expensive. My youngest son has special needs, and that would have been very difficult, if not impossible, for him to go. And, you know, there's just a lot of things that were in consideration there for us. But ultimately, God brought us to the point where I was willing and actually excited to stop my studies and become a devoted homeschool mom. And, um... That's what I did. So when I got started with it, I went ahead and went with the Abeka curriculum because that is what I did. I went to um, a private school where I started school as a child, and then I homeschooled uh, for a portion of that as well with Abeka until I ultimately ended up going to public school for middle and high school myself. And um, so I was familiar with Abeka, and we did that our first year. About halfway through the year, I kind of realized that uh, it didn't really work. Necessarily for our family very well. I didn't work for my teaching style and my kids learning style And I ended up having to adapt a lot and cutting out a lot and I switched to a different type of history Program and so the following year. I really did a lot of changes. I had read a few different books um, I studied different you know homeschooling methods and I really kind of hodgepodge together our curriculum and you know, I went with a few different things like IEW for writing, which has been a huge blessing for our kids. You know, both my boys really struggled with writing and reading, and that, after doing a lot of research, you know, I settled on that and it turned out to be fantastic for us. And both my boys love IEW now and look forward to doing it. And they don't dread it, and they don't hate it, where before that they were dreading and hating writing and really struggling with writing, and now they both really do love it, so I'm so thankful for that program. Um, I do a online math for the family. It's called CTC Math. It grades for me, and so far we haven't had to have any outside help with it, so that's been great because I can put my son, who's more advanced in math, at a higher level of math for his quote-unquote grade level, and my youngest son, who was really struggling with math, especially during COVID, I realized that there was a lot of things that he didn't actually know, even though he was getting A's in math. So we really had to go very far back and really start with the basics because he didn't have the basics down. They were not there. He, he kind of figured out their system at the school and was getting good grades, even though uh, he didn't actually know it very well or how to do it very well. So a lot of that math with him has been catching up, but um, I'm not really here to talk about curriculum. But I am telling you how I started in getting into homeschooling, you know, curriculum is kind of one of those things that I think a lot of homeschoolers, myself included, uh, worry about first and foremost. But I realized in the few years and studying and research that I've done is that every kid is different, every family is different, every curriculum, therefore, will be different. And you do have to kind of do a little bit of trial and error to figure out what works for you and be a bit flexible in that. I think if you have one methodology in mind that you really want to do and your kids hate it or doesn't work, then you need to be open to changing that. And so that's what I really loved about homeschooling. And one of the reasons that we've stuck with it is that, you know, it's enabled me to adapt and customize the schooling to my children and their needs. My youngest son has cerebral palsy, so he has fine motor speech, gross motor, like your big movements, so he has a lot of, um, effects from his cerebral palsy, including maybe some level of learning disability, it's sometimes hard to tell if it's more of a functional, you know, just because he can't write, uh, much, you know, if he just doesn't retain it, cause you know, a lot of times we learn by taking notes and writing things down, and, and if he's not doing that, not capable of doing that, then sometimes that gets in the way, so you know, it's been really great for him because between he had a surgery, two surgeries actually last year, major surgeries, uh, which have been great. And then followed up by PT for a while, five days a week, you know, it would have been impossible really for him to be in school during any of that. And so instead of falling behind, like a lot of kids did anyways, because of COVID, um, my kids really did not. And, Um, we kind of just hit the ground running and have been loving it ever since. And I'm still learning a lot about homeschooling and I'm super excited. You know, I, I love, I love curriculum. I love books. I love all the different, you know, subjects and things that we're looking to study. And I love figuring out how we can implement things into our typical day. And it's just been really exciting, um, for me as a mom and you know with my journey into homeschooling there's a lot of things that i was really nervous about i before this i swear like if you would have told me six years ago that i would be a homeschool mom and loving it i would have seriously doubted you and <laughs> your ability to know the truth like i uh just never saw myself as a homeschool mom i'm kind of an introvert i did actually go to school to be a teacher. That was my first degree, is I wanted to be a history teacher. So I went to school to be a teacher, but I ended up staying home. I had my first son, he was actually born six weeks before I graduated um, in college. Actually, I I did finish my classes, but I walked the uh, aisle, so to speak, and my son was six weeks old. So I ended up staying home with my kids. I never actually went to work. And um, so I was definitely interested in being a a teacher, but I just didn't think that I had the ability to teach my own kids for some reason. It was just, there's like a block there, and I think a lot of parents struggle with that. I struggled with, um, you know, worrying that, you know, I wouldn't be capable of doing it, that I wouldn't know what to do, that I wouldn't be organized enough, all these different kind of silly things looking back on it, but they were real, and I had a real aversion to anyone who would say anything about how you know, Christians should be homeschooling their children or at least private school. And um, I really did kind of give out a lot of those typical, you know, responses that you would get, like, my children are, you know, witnesses and, you know, the school's good and the Christian teachers and et cetera, et cetera. And in some ways, you know, those things were true in a sense, you know, they did have some Christian teachers, but they can't teach. Christianity in their school that not legally allowed to do that so you know there's a lot of things that we take for granted and truly you know teachers are just trying to manage a class of students oftentimes an overcrowded class and so a lot of it is just classroom management and you know your kids are going to get a much better education with you at home you know really investing your time in them and the parent-to-teacher or student-to-teacher ratio or student-to-parent ratio is much better than you would find in any classroom, and there's a lot of, you know, great resources out there for especially parents with multiple children, and, you know, that's something that we would have loved to have had. We we would have loved to have had a large family, but uh, that is not something that God has given us. We have our two boys, and I've had a lot of, you know, losses and miscarriages, so I don't have a large family here on Earth. But... Um, you know, our our boys are getting a lot of one-on-one uh, attention, and it's just been a fantastic uh, development for our family, and I am so glad that God put the circumstances in my path um, to where we are now homeschooling, because, you know, like I said, I just, it wasn't something that I ever considered, and I do really think that I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but I do really feel like there's kind of, in our American culture, it's like, in a sense, a rite of passage. Like, your kid is a kindergartner or preschooler, and, oh, he gets, you know, he's going off, and I get to go have coffee or whatever it is. Like, you kind of look forward to when your kids go off to school, and and it is an exciting time, and it's sweet, and it's precious, and they're growing up. But uh, I always struggled with, as a mom, as I've said, you know, them being gone, and away, and I realized that, honestly, that guilt is a natural guilt, and that um, I should have listened to that a bit sooner, you know, I really did not like kind of separating us um, that early, there's a time for that, obviously, when they're adults, and as they grow, they become more and more independent, you know, I have a preteen now, so he's kind of starting to become more and more independent, but when they're really young like that, you know, they really do well with, you know, being at home with their families and growing and developing those skills there. And then as they age, you know, they grow up and and grow out, so to speak. So, you know, that's something that looking back, I really wish I had done. Is there any like permanent, irreversible damage from them being in schools? I don't think so. You know, they're fine. And I'm not the kind of person that's going to tell you that you absolutely must homeschool, but I do think, having been there myself, that I really did disregard a lot of the warnings. And sometimes I would roll my eyes and I would get really upset with people that would warn um, other Christian parents about the schools and stuff like that. And having gone to public school myself, it shouldn't really have surprised me because I you know, didn't have a great experience there. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It was kind of like a little bit bad and a little bit good. Um, it was a mixed hodgepodge, but there's a lot of things that I've had to kind of overcome in my own education and discipleship from my time in public school, and it's only gotten worse, you know, for kids now, in so many ways. It's not just, you know, uh, the quote-unquote woke liberal stuff that is so much discussed today. I mean, that is in schools, and it's becoming more and more common, but there's a lot of other things, too, just bullying and, um, you know, the kind of unnatural environment of being in a cluster of a bunch of kids at the same age and having those kids be your only peers. You know, when in life do we uh, live and grow amongst people who are our exact same ages? You know, most of my friends, if you put us in a school, then we would have never been able to be together. Um, because we're, you know, three, four, five, sometimes six, seven years apart. Sometimes I'm six, seven years old. So I have adult friends now. And of course it is a little different when you're an adult, you know, the age range is a bit different in the sense that you're like maturity level, but you know, the great thing about, uh, homeschooling or at least schools that have mixed ages is that they get to learn how to socialize with kids of and adult's. And just people of all walks in life, you know, from toddlers, babies, preschoolers, elementary, middle, high, young adults, old adults, elderly, like they just get an exposure to a lot of different people and they learn how to interact with them all. And I think that's a great blessing and perk of homeschooling. And, you know, it's something that we don't get in the school. So there's a lot of things, you know, just being gone all day, the amount of time sitting in seats. That a lot of kids have to do. Sometimes even the expectations that we require of very young students to do, uh, boys really struggle with. You know, you have like a lot of develop or not developmental, but um, behavioral issues that boys, uh, especially very active boys, are constantly getting in trouble in school and being, you know, sent to the principal's office or whatever it is for behavior. And sometimes, more often than not, it's because they need to move and run around because they're boys. And that is something that you know is really a concern for me. And I was thankful that one of the schools that my kids went to had a lot of recesses during the day. And they started, they added two more recesses while we were there. And so I love that they had a lot of time outside. Um, but it probably wasn't even still enough. But you know, it was as good as they could do um, in a school system. And that is something I love about homeschooling is that my boys can get up and move. And while They do need to sit, do their work, when they need to do that. A lot of the things that we do can be outside. Um, They don't have to sit at a desk. They can be upside down on the couch if they need to be. And I'm okay with that, you know, especially as they're younger boys. You know, as they get older, they kind of, you know, settle down a little bit and learn to sit more still, but the really young kids don't. And um, there's a lot of damage done, I think, to a lot of children in the schools Uh, especially boys, but girls too, you know, where they really struggle with themselves because they can't fit into this sit down and sit up straight and butts in your seats and all that kind of stuff in school. So homeschooling is really, you know, a great way that we can really serve our children and help them grow, um, the way that they are designed and made and, not um, under a system that is really trying to control a group of students and get a lot done um, in a very, uh, well, systematized way. You know, uh, the teachers really can't help it. That is what they're taught and told to do. It's what they have to do out of necessity. So, you know, there's just a lot of Various things that I'm sure we can get into, you know, in the future on this podcast, uh, the perks of homeschooling and the, the, the cautions of um, regular uh, public school system type issues. You know, I know there's a lot of greater warnings out there. I know a lot of people that are just very adamant that you absolutely cannot have your kids in public school. I will not say that. But I, again, will recommend that you really heed these warnings because you do only have one chance with your kids. And no, I'm somebody that said this, but no, your kids are not, you know, to be thrown out into war when they're just children in a spiritual warfare. You know, they need to be equipped, they need to be discipled, they need to be trained. And then as they grow up and are strong and firm in their faith, then they can go out. But essentially, you know, we're really just sending a bunch of lambs, you know, to the wolves. And, um, as parents, we should not be having our kids be the first line of defense. And, um it's the unfortunate reality that we're in. I think that there's a lot of great Christians that have chosen to stay as teachers in the school systems to really help be a light to the kids and that is a honorable um you know way to approach that issue. But you know it is a concern of mine about having kids that are young and un- undiscipled or just young in general and not ready for some of the things that they're encountering right now in the schools and so especially depending on where you are and what the schools are teaching really be involved in that really consider that if your kid is still in public school and don't just assume that just because you're in a good school system that it means that your kids are not you know at risk for a lot of this type of stuff and again it goes way more than just the you know quote-unquote ideology stuff that's going around that's a concern for a lot of us it also has to just do with you know work what works best for your kid what modes of learning what you know methods and how you can adjust the curriculum to your kids um you know abilities and is he is he or she ready to read at four then by all means read but some some of these kids don't read until much later and actually forcing them to read earlier is actually Worse on them in the long run, and so there's just a lot of things that I would like to talk about, of course, in the future, but, you know, when we started homeschooling, it's been a breath of fresh air, our family loves spending time together, and I'm so glad that I um, gave up my schooling for the time being, whatever it is, I might end up going back to school someday, but maybe not for speech, and I'm glad that I did that because it was worth it and I don't regret a minute of it. I really don't. And again, the only thing I regret is that I didn't do it sooner. And, um, you know, it's been a true blessing. I love having my days with my children. Our family has been able able to bond. And you know what I think I'll do here in the next couple weeks is I will put together some of the perks of homeschooling, maybe a pro-con or a myth and fact kind of list that we can kind of talk about some of these things specifically to homeschoolers in general. But, um, for me specifically, it's been a really great time. I regret not doing it sooner. I don't regret doing it at all. Like I, I'm so glad that we made this decision as a family. It's been the best thing for us. I've seen my kids grow and blossom and I love that as their mother, I get to be there for it while they're growing. Like I get to see it before my eyes and I don't just get glimpses of it during the week when they're tired and worn out and they want to go play with their friends all afternoon. I'm really glad that they're able to be with me and around me and that we just get to experience life together. So it's been a fun journey. It's already been three years that we've been doing it. I feel like I can't even keep that straight. Like it's just crazy to me that it's been three years, but they do grow fast and I really wish that I had more time with them because I'm already sad that I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't look like a light to me. I really wish that, you know, I had more time with them. But, but really, I do. I have to keep reminding myself that I do. I have many years still left with them at home, and, and um, we're loving it. We're having a good time. So I will talk curriculum more in the future. I will talk uh, just the pros, cons of homeschooling. We'll have a lot more homeschool. Uh, podcasts, and uh, talking to others about homeschooling, because every homeschool family, again, is very different. So we all have different things that work and don't work for our families, different life circumstances, different schedules, routines, the amount of kids, the needs that your kids have. It's just so varied, and that's what I love about homeschooling, is that you can adapt it, and you don't have to do it the same way your neighbor's doing it, and you definitely don't have to homeschool like the public school is schooling your kids. So, um, it's been wonderful and our journey is great and I'm I'm glad, you know, Lord, Lord willing that it's just begun and, um, I'm so thankful and grateful that he has, you know, pointed us down this path and it's something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. So I really hope that if you're on the fence about homeschooling that you strongly consider it and I would love to hear your questions and comments. Um, If you've been homeschooling for a long time, I'd love to hear the things that you love. In fact, that might actually be an episode. I might go and kind of pull some people and see what they have to say about homeschooling and things that they've loved and maybe things that they've struggled with. And we can talk about some of that stuff. So especially if you have a farm, I'd love to hear from you. If you have a farm and you homestead as well, uh, great or small, you know, maybe it's just a couple backyard chickens. I'd love to hear like how you implement that with your kids. You know, that's what a lot of us do, not everyone, not every homeschooling family is the same, but I am also curious about maybe what methods you uh, homeschool with, or maybe your kids are grown and you homeschooled, or maybe you don't have children yet, and you're kind of interested in it, so what are some questions you might have? Um, You know, there's just a lot of different things out there that we can talk about, and that's what I love about podcasting, is that there's a never-ending list of things to talk about. (laughs) So... Thank you for your time, and I really hope that you have a great week. Thank you again, and I hope that you continue to be grass-fed and grace-led. God bless.